Trumos, Perk Ches, Mishnah Yud Aleph, 8.11. This mission will conclude the discussion about the obligations of protecting Truma from becoming Tame. It's built on the previous two or maybe even three Mishnahs. The mission starts out by saying, Alzuva Alzu, on this and on that. Now, according to Bartonora, this and that of this Mishnah is referring to Mishnah Ches and Mishnah Yud, Mishnah 8 and Mishnah 10 of this Perk. Mishnah 8 was referring to the case of the barrels of wine that one of them became Tameh, one not. They're both now um, Suffolk Tameh. They're both, each one is questionably Tameh. And Rabbi Yeshua had ruled in such a case that one may intentionally expose them further to become certainly Tameh, meaning he held there was no requirement to protect Suffolk Truma or Truma Tuluya, dubious Truma that's um, Tameh, from becoming more Tameh. That's the first case. And uh, the second case that the mission is referring to, according to the Bartonora, is the case we just had in the previous mission of the spilled truma oil that's getting um, absorbed into the ground. And according to that, it would seem um, straightforward that he also would be referring to the case, the middle case, about the truma wine that's flowing down into the lower reservoir where it's becoming tame with chulin. Um, in all those cases, Rabbi Eliezer had said that one may not act in any way to directly be matama the wine or oil. He has to just sit on his hands and let it let it um, let things the chips fall where they may. But Rabbi Yeshua now is going to give his opinion and say that he's actually more lenient. Um, worth noting that although the two cases alzu alzu of our Mishnah are referring to Mishnahs eight and ten, and without goes without saying number nine. Um, according to Bartonura, there are those who have a variety of questions on this applying to Mishnah Ches, Mishnah 8, um, because there you'll recall Rabbi Yoshua did not allow the direct um, contamination making tame of the Suffolk barrel. He just let you leave it out there, which is a little different than, than um, directly being matame. In any case, whatever the case may be, um, we'll stick to Bartonura for now. We're referring to the last three cases, therefore. And in all those cases, I'm Rabbi Yoshua, Lo zuhi truma shani muzhar aleh milutamei ele milachla. No, 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 says Rabbi Yoshua. It's not these cases that the Torah was speaking to me about when it warned me against letting truma become tamei. Um, there is definitely a requirement to protect truma from becoming tamei, but it wasn't these cases. It's cases where the truma would have otherwise been edible. That's where I'm required to protect it. So it can continue to be eaten by the Kohanim. But in a scenario where I don't get involved, no Kohan will be eating this truma, so then there's no obligation for me to protect this truma from becoming Tame at all. Um, I'm not per- I have to confess to you, I'm not perfectly clear how to read um, the words of the Mishnah exactly. Um, the Elam Achla is a little confounding to me. So let me just um, read it to you best I can and sort of confess my ignorance on the last point. It says, Lo zuhi truma These, meaning the previous cases of the wine and oil, are not cases of truma that I was commanded to protect from becoming tameh. Rather, from eating, the way I'm explaining it is, rather, only trumas that otherwise would have been eaten, uh, edible if I wouldn't act, those are the ones that I'm required to protect. Although I have to confess to you, I'm not perfectly comfortable with that translation that I'm giving you. And um, 
I stand to be corrected if the Elam al-Akhla is to be translated differently. I'm sorry, I can't do better. I, I, that's my best. Now, Uval <clears throat> the question then to Rabbi Yeshua is, well, where is it applicable that one has to go out of his way to ensure that Truman doesn't become Tameh? So he gives the following case. It's a fascinating case. It says, Haya Oved, if a person, Ovair, excuse me, a person were uh, passing Memakum from point A to point B, he's traveling on the roads. He's holding uh, several loaves of bread, and those bread loaves are truma bread. So he has to keep all that truma tahor. And he is faced with the following dilemma. A certain non-Jew threatens him by saying, Give me one of those loaves of bread to eat, ostensibly, and I'll make it tame. Um, but if you don't, if you don't give me that bread, I'm going to be matama all of the loaves of bread. So this is the dilemma. You have a non-Jew who uh, is considered to be tame, and he wants now to access, he says, either give me one bread which will become tame, or I'll be matama all of them. So what is one to do? Does one um, allow a single loaf to become tame to protect the others and protect them, which is his obligation, or may one not allow one to be tame, um, because that itself would be a violation, um, and the ends don't justify the means, so to speak, and then if they all become tummy, let the chips fall for the, where they may. So, again, Rabbi Eliezer is consistent as he has been throughout. And he says, Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Yitame eskula. He says, Let them all become tummy. You can do nothing. You're not allowed to give even one loaf of bread to save the other loaves of bread. You can't give one loaf of bread to the non Jew um, because that would be violating your mandate of keeping the breads tahor, because you're giving one away to the, to the non-Jew, who will be matamit. And if you say um, wrongly, says Rabbi Eliezer, that it's your fault that they're all becoming tummy because you could have saved other loaves, the answer is no, it's not your fault at all. You're doing what you have to do, and if some non-Jew wants to against your will be matama all the loaves are bread, that's not your doing, and that's not, not your responsibility. You're going to do your best, and your best is protecting the loaves the best you can. And we don't take... Uh, Experience or practicalities, or you know, triage into account at all. You got to do the right thing, and um, and that's it. The ends don't justify the means, so to speak. Now here, Rabbi Yeshua is a little more lenient, and Rabbi Yeshua says you do have an obligation, and this is the place where you have an obligation to act to protect Truma from becoming tummy. And that being the case, Rabbi Yeshua Mer Yaniach Lefanav Achas Mehen Al Hasela. He says, no, you have to choose a loaf of bread and give that to the non-Jew, and in so doing, while you're allowing one bread to become Tameh, the remaining loaves can remain Tahor. And he holds, you, this is a fulfillment of your biblical obligation. I mean, you have to do this. You have to act to protect other loaves of bread um, by sacrificing one of the loaves. Now, the way he describes it, you're not directly being metam the loaf of bread. He says, You should place before him, the non-Jew, one of the loaves of bread, al-hasela, on a rock. So you're not taking the loaf of bread and putting it into the non-Jew's hand um, and then directly causing Tumma to come onto the Truma bread. That you would not be allowed to do because the Torah says you can't. But what you could do is choose a loaf of bread, put it on a rock, and then maybe the non-Jew will change his mind and walk away, or maybe not. That's not your problem. But now you've chosen a loaf of bread to be like the sacrificial loaf of bread, so to speak, to protect the rest. And if the non-Jew takes it and is matamit, so then, then, then fine. You've done nothing wrong. And just to the contrary, you've done everything right because you protected 
your other loaves of bread from becoming tummy, which is a requirement since those bread is tr- truma, according to Rabbi Yoshua. And now the halacha is going to be like Rabbi Yoshua. So it's going to come out then the halacha um, that in the previous cases where the the truma would otherwise be inedible because it's being flowing into tuma or it's flowing into the ground or it's now suffic tame and no one can eat it anyways, one is allowed actually um, to to uh, make use and protect and save that that uh, truma so that, for example, the oil that's getting sucked into the ground, one could catch it into tame containers even though he's making it tame now says Rabbi Shua, that wasn't the prohibition of the Torah. The Torah was only prohibiting oil that would have otherwise been eaten. No one's going to eat this oil because it's getting sucked into the ground, so it's good as gone, and therefore you can act and must act to save it, um, and then you'll give it to the Kohen, and the Kohen will burn the, you know, use the, the oil as a, a, a tame oil as a fuel source, which is just fine. The point of this mission here is that Rabbi Yeshua says it's okay to directly be metama, that truma oil, because the alternative is worse. And that's the Torah setup. You're required to protect it where it would otherwise be eaten but other, from getting tame. But in this case, since it wouldn't be eaten otherwise, you can be matamit. You could save the oil, for example, and you could deliver that to a Kohen for his burning purposes.